Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And that was an amazing moment when she talked about the clerk of the Privy Council who has completely betrayed his obligation to the Canadian people to be the nonpartisan voice of principle that he was the one used to be the thug, to go in. And I asked her, did he threaten you? She said he not only threatened me once, he threatened me three times in that meeting. And during that meeting, she was concerned that the other shoe was going to drop. All right, uh, Charlie Angus uh, from the NDP ranks. Then hmm. you know, I mean, the NDP and the Conservatives have uh, found common cause here, just hammering away in reference to the Clerk of the Privy Council, who some people see as uh, being irretrievable. He's got to walk the plank based on uh, how he played his partisan hand. But here's the other thing. I mean, we were talking earlier about the economy, this report from the Financial Post earlier today, that Canada's economy practically grinds to a halt, the headline said, and nobody saw it coming. Data reveals much bleaker picture than anyone anticipated with weakness extending well beyond the energy sector. So here we are. Uh, the, an- the annual growth is now uh, at a pace of 0.4%. 0.4%. And I'm wondering, when it comes to the Liberals in an election year, uh, what will the real uh, test be? The scandals that have enveloped them? Or will it be the state of the economy? I think the Hail Mary that they're hoping for, and they talk about this jobs and protecting jobs in the middle class and blah, blah, blah. Michael, how do you see it quickly? Well, I think the economy, I mean, you look back, one of the, the probably the most uh, visual displays of that was in 1992 when Bill Clinton was running against George H.W. Bush. I mean, a year before, after the Iraq war, he was running at 90% approval rating. And it beca- the issue became the economy, and he was dead. He was dead. I mean, he's, it's like that old, you know, was that Groucho Marx line, you know, either he's dead or my watch has stopped. Like, it was <laughs> over for him. Uh-huh. So, and, and I think the same thing will happen here. If you have a, a, an economy that's vibrant, you know, he created, I know there's notwithstanding these numbers today, but the economy has created over 300,000 jobs in the last year. People are working. So if people are still working, if they're still, you know, and, and yeah, there's some mm. things right now. We heard Wolfgang Klein talking earlier about this. Yeah, there's some folks out in Alberta that are not well, working. No, that's right. The oil is the huge hole in this thing. And that's where, you know, I mean, I think you, you, it's going to be like, there wouldn't be a liberal west of the Manitoba border maybe after this. But having said that, if the economy is reasonable, whatever, I, you know, this thing will resonate with some people. But at the end of the day, I think people vote their pocketbook. All right, uh, John, quickly, I mean, is it the economy or scandals that might uh, be the make it or break it, the game changer? Uh, it's a combination of both, I think. It, it, it speaks to a narrative. I think when Harper was running for re-election this last time when he lost to Trudeau, uh, the economy wasn't that bad either. It was actually it was holding firm. He was he was internationally popular, uh, but people just didn't like him for whatever reason, and, and, you know, Trudeau came in with a hope and opportunity kind of message, sunny ways, and he got he got elected. I think the economy, if it's absolutely in, in, in downfall, I think that's a critical issue, and people will change for that. But if it's in the area where, hey, my, my, I have a job, my neighbor has a job, my neighbor's neighbor has a job, but there's still some some stifling out there, I think, that, that which, which is a neutralized area. I think people will then judge the leadership of this government or with Justin Trudeau based on a narrative. Has he done the job? And are we better off now that we were four years ago, I think, is going to be the issue that he's going to be facing with. Jerry? 
Uh, well, listen, uh, any parent, I mean, I, what was that stat? A third of parents are, are housing their 20 to 30-year-olds in their basements. I mean, you know, uh, anybody knows that the jobs are not out there. They're not out there for millennials. The jobs that are out there are part-time or contract. Uh, people are feeling the pinch, and this is just an indication of that. And that's been going on for a while. Um, but I do think the scandals hurt mm-hmm. because it, they hurt uh, Justin, they hurt his image, and it's about leadership. You know, elections are about the leader, and they're about what leader do you really see as being the leader? Um, I well, think, he's also yeah. based uh, everything on image. I mean, that's yeah, primarily well, his uh, calling card. Put the two of them together, and then it's a problem. Okay, yeah. I, I want to move on to another matter that we uh, addressed earlier before you arrived with the uh, director of Fundamental Freedoms Program with the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. You know, they, along with the Elementary Teachers Federation here in Ontario, took the government of Doug Ford to court over the curriculum, the sex ed curriculum, that they had reverted to, rather than using the updated version introduced by Kathleen Wynne, Ben Levin, and those folks. Uh, And so the divisional court handed down the ruling yesterday saying, well, this is really the prerogative of the legislative body, and uh, they still allowed for teachers when asked to teach about some of these more controversial subjects, and uh, therefore they denied uh, any kind of a lawsuit here. They basically quashed it. Now the Civil Liberties Association is planning to appeal. They see this as a civil rights issue. John, how about you? I don't. I think that uh, the government's decision or the uh, court's decision was the right decision. I think a lot of folks believed and still do that whenever these kind of challenges go to the courts, that the courts will ultimately at the end of the day suggest that uh, look, at, we're we're here from from a legal perspective, not from a governing perspective. Governance has to be done by the government, people that are elected to do so. You saw that in the whole overturning of the Toronto City Council uh, case that that happened as well. Um, so I think the courts made the right decision. I think it's up to them, the civil liberties, to uh, to appeal. I think it's not going to work. Um, and at the end of the day, I think what what Ford has done and what his government has done with with respect to the seventy two thousand people that they've consulted on this on the sex education curriculum uh, is uh, is profound. And I think they're going to come back with a really good curriculum for next year. All right. Well, Sherry there, uh, and I wondered, uh, the spokesperson I asked, why appeal? Why not wait to see what happens in the fall? Maybe there'll be something to surprise you pleasantly. They'll uh, take care of all of the considerations of the marginalized groups. Well, quite frankly, uh, the marginalized groups here are children, um, children who w- would be would have been taught their correct body parts, you know, helping you can them still teach that. to prevent the law abuse. Said you can still teach that. That's the win, and I, I think there's it's a twofold issue here. I think it, it. I think the court should have ruled in their favor. I think on behalf of our children and their safety. But second of all, I think there is a win here because um, they reiterated the fact that that teachers could still teach to protect children. Right. That is about consent, about sexting, about all of these things so that have happened since 1998. Okay, so well, the, the issue? issue was, remember the government had that rat line where, you know, you're supposed to phone up and talk about if your teachers were And the court said those? maybe that's ill-advised, well, but nonetheless so, the broader so issue is the addressed. The broader issue is we still don't have a sex ed curriculum that matches our times. Well, we've got a, a timeline saying the fall is when they'll deliver Lisa Thompson, the minister said uh, we're good on this and people will be perhaps uh, pleasantly surprised. Michael, we wait and hope. Well, whether I like this or don't like it, uh, I think that the court's ruling is, you know, establishes something that we sort of have lost focus. In our, our democracy, it's a constitutional monarchy. In our <laughs> system of government, parliament is supreme. And, you know, we have to remember too, and I may, I may not like this, I may not want to accept this, 
This government made this sort of as one of the pillars of its election campaign, and it was elected just last June. So, you know, in that respect, obviously people knew about this and they still voted for them. So having said that, you know what? It's like, yeah, let's see what they come out with in the fall. At the end of the day, I'm a strong believer in parliamentary democracy, and in just over three years, people will decide whether they like this or not. All right, let's find out if you like the pod pardon uh, bill that was presented by... The Public Safety Minister, Mr. Goodale, along with Bill Blair up in Ottawa earlier today. When we come back with more topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, pound 3636. Sherry DeNovo, John Capobianco, Michael Giles on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.